Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Cinema Hangover, where three completely unprofessional motherfuckers sit down and talk about movies. My name is Taylor. My name is Shannon. And I'm Oliver. All right, Shannon, what are we drinking today? We are drinking your classic mimosa. Actually, it's not a classic mimosa because there was an orange juice at the store. It's mm-hmm. mango juice, but some champagne and mango juice. You mean champagne? Champagne. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I just want to note is that we've done things a little bit differently today. So normally when we check out movies for the podcast, we do it separately on our own time. But today we wanted to do things a bit, you know, special and actually sit down and watch the movie right before we sit down and recorded our reaction. And Oliver, what was the movie that we decided to check out today? So today we watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is got to be one of the most like requested hyped movies that i've heard of in a long time mm-hmm. and rather than trying to s- recite the synopsis i think off the dome because we mm-hmm. literally went from the couch we just finished it i don't know five minutes ago yeah mm-hmm. and now we are sitting here fresh fresh uh, mimosas in hand pancakes in stomachs mm-hmm. uh i'm just gonna read the synopsis because yeah. this is a, this yeah. a strange one. i think that's a good idea yeah so the, synopsis, <laughs> the synopsis goes an aging chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have lost yeah that's actually a really good synopsis yeah, yeah. that's fantastic i'm oftentimes surprised of like uh like i wonder who they hire in order to like make synopsis like this because i bet they're like well i kind of like explain this movie yeah <laughs> and you can't give anything. like too much but right. you have to give just enough right right and and i i like i i in the five minutes it took for us to sit down from the couch to the, the table i was trying to think of how steps. to talk yeah <laughs> how to talk about this movie without spoiling things can't can you is it spoilers is it, i think it i think it i think in bit. talking about <laughs> it i think in talking about it you kind of have to give spoilers I would say, okay, let, let me just like start off with this because we might have to just go into spoiler territory. The, this is definitely one of those movies that check it out. Just check it out. I mean, I think at step. this point everybody has checked it out. Right, exactly. For- <laughs> we are late to the game. We are, <laughs> we are very late, late to the game. game. But uh, it didn't get as much, I would say, box office, you know, like either volume or whatever the case may be. I don't know that's true. Yeah, honestly. no, I think it, it did. It, it, oh, came, it did? It came in the box office. In my opinion. Yeah, it came in the box office, um, and, and I, I, it was kind of like a sleeper at first, but yeah. then it got major traction. Oh, it was, because of I, I mean, play. it stayed in the box office for months, mm-hmm. for months and months. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. It was a small movie, you know, relatively, but it, it got a ton of hype and acclaim. It's got to be one of the highest... Rated oh. movie that's coming. Oh, yeah, until it's critical acclaim, like it's like super high. Yeah. 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 No, but I remember seeing, we had seen trailers for it many times, for honestly, for months. And mm. I like really was. Shannon wasn't, didn't want to see it. I was not into seeing it. And it's funny because anytime Oliver would talk about, let's see everywhere, everything all at once, I'd be like, what is that movie? And he would just be everything like, everywhere all at once. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but he would just be like, the googly eye movie. I'm like, ah, the googly eye movie. And we had fu- seen the trailer so many times, and that's right. the one thing that stuck with me. And to be fair, I was in a similar boat where I wasn't super interested in watching the movie yeah. myself. I was just like, eh, it's it, eh. it, but. It was it's so it's made by A twenty four and so I knew out the gate that it was going to be better than average. Fair enough. With, For with, sure. You know, Fair without enough. with I, I I wanted to see it, but again I I guess I was kind of in the same boat that like 
I saw the trailers. I saw it with A24. I was like, cool. I, like, I want to see that. But Shannon wasn't super into it, which is fair. Um, but I can confidently say now, after seeing it, that nothing can really prepare you for this movie, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. The trailers don't do it justice. I know that's said all the time. But, like, well, it, and A24 it's a makes really good movies. I mm-hmm. Most of the time, I love their movies. Sometimes... I don't, and sometimes they're just, like, a little too slow for me, um, and they don't really, like, they just don't really do it for me all the time. Not that they're bad movies, it's just not in the mood to watch a slow movie. Right. And from the trailers, I kind of thought this was going to be kind of, I don't know why, but I kind of just thought it was going to be slow and weird and just not, not what it was. Right. And so that's kind of why I wasn't really wanting to watch it. Um, this? But... This it movie was not that. So, this movie kicks so much ass. I it does. It, it and it's in. It's got. I know everyone said it, at this point we're late to the game, right? But it has to be one of the most creative, insane movies. Insane in a good way, mind you. Mm-hmm. Movies that I've seen in a while. Yes, I I would honestly say this has been a refreshing movie to watch. Super, yeah, super refreshing. Just. Every aspect of it is just so creative and so cool. I there's so many times where I was just shocked at what was on screen, and again, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, in, in like a genuinely good way. And how far they're willing to go with the creative direction that they chose to make, and it was like they're willing to go this far and play with it and not back down. Actually, like making it happen is fucking fascinating. Right. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, I do think though it is going to be hard not to spoil. Yeah. So, so okay. So let me let me just say this. If you want to check out the movie and you not get spoiled, already. if you haven't already, and not get spoiled, then go check out that awesome-ass fucking movie, then come on back, and then continue on with the rest of the podcast. If you don't give a fuck because you're a player, then you will stick around and listen to the rest of the podcast. Right. Yeah, so. I think for the most part, people could kind of guess what the movie is about, but there's some parts that I want to talk about that I just feel like would spoil well, certain right. reactions. And I, mean, and I, think, and so, I think, like, the biggest spoiler right out the gate, which when you start the movie, you kind of figure out immediately, but, like, the biggest spoiler that you don't know going into it is that Joy, the daughter of our main character, is the bad guy, essentially. Yeah. In quotes. Is, yeah, is, yeah. is the villain of the movie. And you don't know that by trailers. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, a huge integral part of the whole movie. So right. I feel like you couldn't not spoil that talking right. about this movie. Right. Yeah. And... See, th- this movie, as I was, like, watching it, it is a quint... I'm not sure if it is quint... Yeah, it basically is quintessential story structure of, like, A plot, A plot, B plot type of story, where the A plot is, like, basically the main character, which is... What is the, what's the, Evelyn. Evelyn's... Evelyn. A, yeah, so the main character, her name is Evelyn Wang. Mm-hmm. She's played by Michelle Yeoh. I, I butcher the names. I'm sorry. How dare I know. You? Uh, Evelyn <laughs> Wang, she's played by Michelle Yeoh. Her daughter is Joy Wang played by Stephanie Sassou, mm-hmm. and the husband is Wayman Wang, played by Keith Hoi Kwan. And again, I'm sorry if I butchered that. But. I will say I do love that A24 is very diverse with people that they choose to play act- oh, yeah. their actors, mm-hmm. um, and having this be a primary, primarily Asian cast mm-hmm. is kind of cool. They also did that with um, Minari, is that the movie yeah minari is minari was all asian cast too mm-hmm. which is pretty cool you don't really see that a lot so mm-hmm. i do like that yeah no, it was actually, just a side note <laughs> yeah no no it was actually really awesome and the main like conflict in the story is that evelyn is feeling that her 
life choices that led her basically to a dead end. And with how she's her situation with her husband, trying to maintain the family business, they dealing own with her a father. laundromat that's yeah. getting audited. They're mm-hmm. kind of yeah, like in a dead end. Mm-hmm. The laundromat is getting audited, and they don't really have any means for recourse, and they're about to just lose everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, she's trying to deal with her daughter and the difficulties of trying to explain all that whole situation with her grandfather, who's a bit of like an old time traditional Chinese dude, and everything. And the with that yeah. being said, let's just talk about part one yeah, of the movie. Yeah, part one. Yeah, everything. Yeah. And just as a quick uh, note, the movie is split up into three separate parts, and it's based on the title. So the first part is everything, where it's showcasing all the things that Evelyn's having to deal with, and mm-hmm. then everything else is going to be popping up as a result. So, <laughs> well, and, yeah. I, and I loved how the introduction to part one, everything, was mm-hmm. her sitting there just like kind of staring off into space, and I think it was her father... Yeah. No, was it her father? No, I think it might have been her husband. It might have been her husband, husband yeah. was asking her, like, Evelyn, what are you thinking about? And she's just kind of staring there, and it just Had pops up on the everything. scene, yeah. everything. Yeah. And that, Always. I mean, that really is what she is dealing with. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about it, like, everything in her life right now is going wrong. She has a failing business. Mm-hmm. Her daughter, daughter is, is rocky. Yeah. Her husband is is about to ask for a divorce. She doesn't really know that, but their marriage is definitely falling apart. Mm-hmm. She's dealing with her father, who He's is... Not, not proud of her. Not proud of her. Yeah. Disowned her, but is there because he's old and sick, I'm assuming, yeah, is kind of what I was gathering. Yeah, yeah. So her, her life is, is going yeah, to shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also, called, it's also called Everything, because in this part of the movie, once she gets audited... She kind of figures out that, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but uh, essentially consciousnesses from other universes, parallel universes that you have, can you, you can tap into those. Mm-hmm. It's explained to her by her husband who has tapped into like the alpha universe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain this, but it's, it's much easier in the movie to understand, and even then it can be kind of difficult. Mm. Um, it's also called everything in this part because she kind of snaps in and out of mm-hmm. these different universes in this part of the movie. Right. So she maintains the kind of universe that she's in, mm-hmm. but she can tap in briefly to these other universes to get skills from her other versions of herself. Right. And I think I realized something as you're... It's hard. I'm it is, and like... that's like the one thing I said before we started the podcast, because we definitely try not to talk about like how we're feeling before we start recording. Right, right. The one thing I said to Taylor was... I'm confused, but I'm not confused. And that's, like, how I feel about yeah, the movie. Like, it makes sense, but it's confusing. The, idea, right, the right. Idea, idea is that every single decision you make in life creates a different branch of reality. And mm-hmm. in in this movie, her, I guess, actually, basically everyone in the movie, mm-hmm. by a tech, technological means, has the ability to tap into those other consciousnesses, other streams of reality... And get the abilities of those versions of yourself. There is a catch to this. Uh, in order for one to be able to tap into those alternate realities, they have to initiate it by performing a particular action that is a trigger. And, <laughs> and those and the, actions and the trigger has can to be vary. something yeah, weird. Like, yes, <laughs> something and, that wouldn't normally happen. Right, I, that's kind of right. what I was gathering. Like the first one of the first times you see this is when the husband. What's his name? Wayland. Wayland, thank you. Mm-hmm. Or Wayland. Wayland. Yeah. Wayman. 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 Was it Wayman? I think it's Wayman. It's Wayman. Wayman. Okay, okay, sorry. Fuck. So the first time we see this is Wayman is they're 
the security is coming after them, and he takes out this chapstick out of his fanny pack mm-hmm. and unwinds the chapstick all the way out and then just starts eating it. Like and you're up. like, wait, what? And, that and it's funny because like our reaction that we were having to watching him chew the chapstick was the same reaction that everybody else in the movie, like all the other actors or characters right. were having. They're like, wait, what the fuck is he doing? Right, right. It's like, the hell? What the fuck? And, yeah, and so essentially, yeah, the different, these kind of different out-of-pocket behaviors that you do can trigger you to tap into the consciousness briefly mm-hmm. of these other versions of yourself and kind of get their emotions and their lives and whatever for a moment mm-hmm. and get their skills. So in that scene, Wayman eats the chapstick to then trigger <laughs> a version of himself that's really good at martial arts. Mm-hmm. And then he starts beating the shit out of all the security guards. Yeah. With the fanny pack? With the fanny pack. <laughs> yeah. Which was great. Which is which, yeah, which I is need to learn ass. how to do that. Um, I'm going to go the, some the chapstick real quick. <laughs> vary. They vary from eating gum from underneath the desk to paper cutting in between Ugh. each of your fingers or jamming a uh, something up your ass basically <laughs> jamming something there's a scene very early on in the movie where evelyn uh raymond and her grand uh her father are sitting at the irs because they're getting audited for, for the business and the auditor is showcasing the trophies and it's it's literally sculpted in a certain way to look as like a particular object a and i was like yeah, a basically, yeah. yes and that's yeah. funny because that's exactly what i was thinking when right, i saw right. it i was like who would want those on their desk but i didn't say anything but i, I love, just thought it was supposed to just i don't know i don't know what it was right, supposed right. to look but like i love how they actually like played with it funny enough over the course of the movie <laughs> yeah. they actually used it I'm like this movie yeah it's good for just doing that because fuck it yeah they made it work and it was fantastic so, it wasn't just there as like a visual gag, they actually messed around with it. It was great. Yeah, they somebody <laughs> stuck that up their ass. If that wasn't clear, the level of commitment to <laughs> make it, that happen. They didn't just stick it up their ass and take it out. It, they stuck it up their ass and it stayed there and they <laughs> yeah, fought. Yeah, yeah. So in in part one, everything she's kind of she's kind of figuring out mm-hmm. what's going on, how to do this, and it's kind of getting the rules are kind of getting explained. But you right. also find out that her daughter Joy is the bad guy and, and, the, and the way that that has happened is in a different reality in the alpha she, universe in the alpha universe she pushed her daughter so hard to learn about all these different realities and, and whatever and mm-hmm. how to tap into them that she kind of broke and now has the ability to kind of like phase in and out of any reality she wants mm-hmm. physically as well so not just the skills but she can physically change her appearance to be whatever reality she wants in any reality mm-hmm. so she kind of is she really can be like ev- everything. everything everywhere right right um, and so you figure out that and you all you really know is that she is out to get her mom exactly you don't know why exactly and there's a as we continue through part one there's a point in which evelyn in the main universe confronts this you know multiversal version of her daughter and you get to see how extensive her abilities are. She can like literally just walk up in a room and oh, just like God, fuck with everybody. So crazy. Mm-hmm. It's freaking she wa- awesome. She walks yeah. in, she turns one security guard into confetti. Yep. And then <laughs> at one point she's handcuffed behind her back and then her face is just on the back of her head yeah. underneath her hair. <laughs> and she she starts da- he transforms, she transforms him into like a Macarena dancer. Yeah. And then he gets shot by the other cop. And then she grabs one cop. She becomes a pro wrestler, 
he's all of a sudden oh, twisted God. upside down and is Batista bombed yeah, into the ground. Yeah, and broken, it, breaks his neck. It's yeah. just crazy, but it's so, it's so... And then she has two dildos at some point. Oh, God, yeah, the dildos! The, the police officer batons were turned into dildos. I, I was mean, like, you see it for a split second, I'm like, is that... Hover goes, yep, that's a dildo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, and just she starts the fighting them with dildos. With two giant dildos, and that's kind of just like this movie. But I think that. But also, it's like no, yeah. but but what I was gonna, what I was gonna say is that there is that, but this movie is also way deeper than that. Oh, yeah. it's like, so, and that's what was so weird is it's like it's very deep, and it makes you think like, oh shit, this like makes a lot of sense, right. and like this it, is what people like. I kind of want to get into later into like what I think is actually going on. Right, right, no, but I, yeah. but it is if. It is more than just googly eyes and dildos. And right. Like and it, there is so many emotional beats and things going on. And oh, we'll tap sure. into that as we get into later parts as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But there's, a, there's a lot to this movie. There's... And that's what I absolutely enjoy about this movie is that there's a point, and we'll, we'll dive into it later, but the level of depth this movie is able yeah. to explore and bring out, and not only the characters, but just the visual, the, the I would say the viewing experience is freaking incredible we yeah we had i mean i we have again we haven't talked at all but yeah. i can think i can speak for us that we had so much fun watching this oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. it is it's, a ride it is an awesome ride we're it, talking about it and it seems like it's like just a comedy because we i mean and we were laughing it does have a comedic <laughs> element to it and we're <laughs> laughing but again it is so much it, more than you, just a comedy. Uh, like not like not to exaggerate, but you can go from laughing to like getting choked up. Yeah. Like in right. the next it, it is It is a great balance of comedy and drama. Yeah. 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 And so that's part part one is everything. And you also learn that the more that you, you know, tap into or she learns that the more that she taps into these other universes, the more it kind of fractures you. Um and, and if you do that too many times it, it, it like can essentially blow up your brain, right? right. And, and die. And it actually part one ends with her dying. Yeah, she comes is, back. But yeah, it, 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 ends, it yeah. ends with her dying. The connection and, is severed, and 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 can we talk about how part one ends? Mm. So it ends with her in one multiverse universe, whatever, mm. dying. Like you were just well, saying, you're kind of the main. It ends with like the, her dying. Yeah, like the main like the main Version universe that you've yeah. been watching that she learned all this stuff in and she's been able to tap into the skills of the other like you're kind of in one universe in the full part one yeah mm -hmm. and in so she dies and then end credits start rolling and you're like wait what and it looks like the movie just ends and not just like yeah it says the end and then yeah and end then credits like roll for who directed second. it produced it yeah. all that stuff starts rolling and you're like wait what and it goes on for and a I was second like, longer than you like you Usually, I, you get faked out in movies. Yeah. Like, it does happen. But it goes on for a second longer to the point that all three of us were kind of like, wait, no, no way. I'm right? like, wait, that was just, well, there's still part two and part three. And then it kind of pans out. Everyone's clapping and they're in a movie theater. And it goes back to one of her other universes. The kung fu version of the herself. The kung fu version of herself. And mm -hmm. then that's when... And you realize that, she, that now the kung fu version of herself has, like part of the consciousness of the version of herself that yeah. we just saw because yeah. she remembers her daughter and she remembers all these other things that don't exist in that version of reality mm -hmm. and so then part two starts which is everywhere mm -hmm. and what does like 
I just gotta say that was a really cool. It was, that was and, and cool ending to part one. And in storytelling wise, in in part two, which is everywhere, you unlike part one, you actually do spend time in each of these different universes. Like now, you kind of get to see what each universe is. Yeah. So he kind of zaps in and out of these different universes, and you spend time there. Where in the first one, you don't really. You, she no, just, you're just kind of getting gets the ability the of each of these skills, like that. Of each of these different versions but this one you actually get to see what those lives look like mm -hmm. so it, it does feel different than the first part yeah you actually get a chance to spend more time in these universes to understand okay where did cha things change like what were the choices that led to her being here and like actually explore it and, and this is also the i think this is also the the point where shannon pointed out that in every universe um wayman is in every universe yeah so i was actually about to dive into that so mm -hmm. When we say like there's different universes, if you've watched this is movie, the universe even the right I don't know, like, and that's that's why I kind of want to explain yeah. it. Like if obviously if you watch this movie, you know what I, we're we're talking about, but it's not. It's like every choice you make kind of leads you down a different path, and mm -hmm. these different universes are kind of like the outcomes of different choices that you've made, and mm -hmm. kind of led you down a different path. So, so they're all, <laughs> in a sense, like. They are all her. They're all like how she ended up in different universes, in, in different Kung lives. Fu I don't know. It's kind yeah. of confusing. In the Kung Fu universe, for example, um, there's a point where she has the ability to go with Waymond, and she does not instead of doing so. Right. And then she like gets saved by robbery, and it becomes like a Kung Fu master. And another one, she trips and falls and gouges her eyes out, and yeah. then becomes like a op operatic, <laughs> yeah. operatic singer. Yeah. So just, like, that's kind of what you're talking about. Like, these different little decisions or accumulation of decisions create different versions of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is expressly explained in the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's kind of what Oliver was saying that I pointed out while we were watching the movie. Um, so in the beginning, the main universe that they're in, Wayman is about to ask for a divorce. Um, their marriage has obviously been rocky whatever and then it shows like the different paths that she's take where she didn't leave with wayman mm -hmm. and you're like oh they don't end up together right but even in those other universes he somehow is always tied back in right and it seems like every character is like that even the auditor so yeah. the auditor in the main universe is kind of a terrible person they don't like her and you kind of find out that in other universes she kind of ends up being Evelyn's friend or yeah, she, lover. Or she becomes friend, <laughs> but then there's a universe where, like She's a also... fractured universe where, um, so <laughs> essentially, long... apes like ten thousand BC or whatever it shows. <laughs> essentially, the <laughs> apes, human, you know, uh, ancestors, the ones that had wiggly fingers. Hot dog fingers. Hot yeah. Dog <laughs> Hot dog fingers end up killing off the last of normal handed apes. And so now, flash forward current times, everyone has hot dog fingers. That's kind of how they explain it. Yeah. And in that universe, the auditor and her are actually lovers. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. For a second, I was like, friends, maybe lovers. But they all kind of like find their way into each other's lives one way or another. Right. It right. changes like their relationship, but. Mm -hmm. They all are still in each other's lives. And that kind of leads to one of the messages that the movie's trying to introduce. It's actually several, 
mm-hmm. that the movie is trying to translate. I think it coalesces to one central one, but we'll get to it in just a bit. But yeah, no, um, that was the thing about this particular part and, of the movie. And I think cool. also, if I recall, recall correctly, that in part two, you also realize that Joy, her daughter, has <laughs> has <laughs> created... So because she, you know, again, can be everywhere and be everything all at once, I know it's the title, but that is literally what she can do and is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's become really burned on reality because she feels like it's all pointless. There's right. no point to any of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's created this <laughs> everything bagel, but when she says everything bagel, it is truly everything bagel. So, like, it's all reality every like she says like every breed of dog every version of you everything is on is in this bagel and so it's like this uh reality breaking object that if you go into she's hoping can kill herself right end everything Mm -hmm. um so that's in part two is where you find that out as well and this bagel kind of looks like a black hole right but it looks like a bagel Like this an everything bagel, bagel. Also looks like a black circle, and there's a ton of black circles. Oh there. yeah, right. Mostly right. associated with negative things. I mean, there's her, a lot of her audit has yeah. a big black circle on it, mm-hmm. um, and we could go into that later on. But yeah, it is a big black circle, dark hole. Yeah. yeah, and trying to recall, at what point did everywhere the second part actually end? The very, 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 very end. All, oh, at, all, at, all at once was like <clears throat> just the last a like, two minute. Oh, it's okay. Okay, yeah. Cool. So yeah, um, with everywhere it basically coalesces into the basically the final conflict. Yeah, which yeah. doesn't really become a conflict. It's more of a series of resolutions where basically, and realization, yeah. and realization, basically, yeah. the the conflict I say that with air quotes is. That Evelyn needs to destroy Joy, but Joy is, what is the bad person's character? Antagonist. What is their name, though? It's not uh, Joy. It's oh, Joy, it's, uh, Joy, Joy Beck something. Shoot. I can look it up while you finish your thought. Something like that. Yeah. But basically, she needs to destroy her. Right. Um, that is what they, that is what her multi-universe Alpha Wayman comes and tells her in the beginning during... Part one, actually. That. No, we get it now. Jobu Tupukai. Yep, that's Jobu the one. <laughs> Basically, Tupukai. that person needs to be killed, and that's what Alpha Wayman tells Evelyn at the very beginning. So, part two, everywhere, is kind of her trying to do that, but also trying to do it. Well, she doesn't want to kill her daughter. She doesn't want to kill her daughter, so she's trying to like figure out how to kind of become her daughter and become everything everywhere all at once right. yeah, and she... do it in a different way. So yes. the whole idea was at this point during the film, she's recognizing that, okay, so my daughter in this separate universe basically gathered the capacity to access the multiverse itself, the power of the multiverse. How do I beat her? Oh, that might be I her. basically do the same thing she did and become uh, the person that had and, access to And the there yeah. is, you find out later that that's actually not what the resolution right. is, but it is hinted at earlier on that that is the resolution. Right. There's right. a moment where she is talking to Joy, and she's grabbing her, and she's like, "I need to stop Jobu before you become her." Essentially, um, like the, that's the problem. The problem is that 
I need to stop Gobu. And right. there's a moment where Joy, you see Joy look at Evelyn, mm. and you realize early in the movie that that is not actually what the problem is. Yeah. Jobu is not the problem. That's not the actual bad guy. Mm-hmm. And in part two, you come to find out in the resolution that the bad guy kind of actually is Evelyn. Evelyn herself, yeah. Evelyn herself is the bad guy in all of her decisions, and part of the reason that this version of her can jump into all these multiverses is because this is the version of herself that has never succeeded at anything, basically. You're the worst As, version of yourself. Yeah, you are the, right now you are the worst version of yourself. And that is the best version of yourself. <laughs> because you, yeah, because you failed at everything, you can do anything, essentially. Right. is like, what? So, technically, I'm doing great in my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, if you ever feel like your life sucks, just know that this is the best version of yourself. And... Oh, and and so essentially, much... that is kind of the message in a weird uh, roundabout way. There's so much potential. There's like a lot. There's of so many. Though. There's a lot of messages. Like that is one of them. That like that. There's another one where the whole time she kind of resents and hates her husband because right. he. She thinks that he's soft and naive and dumb. But there's a point where in the kung fu reality where he's like, I I know you think I'm weak, but actually I fight the same way that you fight. Right. I just fight differently. I absolutely and love he that fights, Yeah, and he fights by bringing joy and being happy and trying to fix people, whereas she fights physically and otherwise. But mm-hmm. that's another kind of thing. It's like you make people happy rather than lash out and be angry type of thing. Right, and there's right. also, like, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Like, right. her life kind of turned out in a way that she wasn't really expecting, and she at one point goes into her kung fu multiverse and she actually looks at her husband when she comes back to the mm-hmm. main universe and is like I saw my life without you and it was amazing because she's but a celebrity she she's... only saw a brief portion of that right. life it was a quick snippet mm-hmm. and then come to find out you see later on more of that universe and she isn't happy she and really she have anything. still ends up seeing Wayman her husband but mm-hmm. they're not together at this point and she's, like, not happy. And mm-hmm. so it's, like, yes, it might seem cool to be a celebrity and, and not have these responsibilities and have your failing business and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, well, you're not in happy. That, in, that. in that reality is where the Wayman of this reality, she basically, like, stops him and she's, like, she's she tells him, you know, you know, if, you cho- if we're together, it doesn't end up well. We end up with, like, a laundromat and just doing taxes. And then this reality is where he's, like, if I'm with you doing laundromat and taxes, then I'm happy. Yeah. Right. And right. That's kind of where it's all pointing towards the act, the, the kind of like air quote shitty reality that she's in is actually the best reality because she has everything that she could ever want. Right. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, and this really does culminate at the final part of the movie, is that the connections you have with people is one of the most meaningful elements that stands out more than anything else. And I think, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. This is where we go into more of the message aspect depth that the film has to offer. Yeah, so, I, I think there's so many, so it's like yeah. kind of hard not to talk about. <laughs> right, right. So one of the main struggles that Joy and, to a great extent, the multiversal you know version of her is dealing with is like a basically, if not a variation of it, it's nihilism, <clears throat> where she thinks that okay, once you have an awareness of everything in the or and understanding of how everything works and how small your life is in comparison to the multitude of things that can exist, mm-hmm. you feel that everything 
is just pointless. pointless. Right. right. Because if there's so much variation in, to an inf- infinite level, what's the point of anything? She's, yeah, right. she right. voices, we are all just particles, just different variations of particles right, right. in this, in a, any given place at any given time. Yeah, like, right. where's the meaning behind any of it type of deal? And that's where Raymond comes in, and he introduces the concept that, yes, I understand things are crazy as fuck, it can be confusing, and hell, even in the midst of dealing with this multiversal madness that I don't know what the fuck's going on, but he still presents the notion of he's going to fight the way he fights, which is introducing kindness, consideration, care, compassion, and and he doesn't do it because he's naive he does it because it's his strategy of going through life it's how he faces it's how he wins exactly and when Evelyn sees this and understands his perspective much more she's like oh this actually makes sense now okay let me try it what she has been doing in essentially every single multiverse has not been working Mm -hmm. it's been failing in every single multiverse it's inevitable that her know in in the greater i guess like superhero type story her daughter becomes the villain right right because right. no matter what she does she doesn't change she stays the same she's always combative. And so her yeah. yeah and so her way of changing this reality is to do what she never does which is not it is being herself but viewing the world in a different way than how she has viewed it her entire life and in every other reality kind of and in that she introduces like happiness and kindness like what her cousin does and that ends up turning the tide mm-hmm. of everything right. she essentially does what the, has been happening in the whole movie which is doing something that's not expected which is eating gum underneath the desk cutting mm-hmm. paper cutting yourself like she mm-hmm. does that on a greater greater scale right and right. in that way changes the entire universe not just that moment mm-hmm. going against the grain in many cases yeah and it's a lot. It is a lot. It's... I feel like you could sit here for hours and just kind of like find different little things and different little meetings and like how different paths change different things. And I feel like everybody. And we went... haven't even scratched the surface of yeah. all the different crazy moments. There is a, a raccoon version of Ratatouille <sighs> that exists in this. Movie. Which is so funny because she's sitting there talking to Joy and Wayman, her husband and daughter. Mm-hmm in their main universe and trying to explain what is happening. She's like, this is what's happening. It's like Ratatouille, Cooney, and they're both laughing because they're like, Ratatouille? Do you mean Ratatouille? And so you kind of think it's just like she doesn't understand the movie or like what the the animal was. But then later on in the movie, there's actually a... There's a reality where she's a hibachi chef. And the, the one of the other, yeah, one of the other chefs is controlled by a raccoon on top of the head. <laughs> There's another part in this movie where a woman is using her dog as a nunchuck, kind of. That which was is also so bad. Which is also one of the most hilarious. But we were all dying laughing. Like there's so. There's so many Much. ridiculous things. And uh, on a technical level, it's it's like it's marvelous because right. on a technical level, like every time she jumps into a different universe, the aspect ratio changes, the way it's filmed, the colors change. Like it does feel like every one of these different universes could be its own movie, yeah. kind of. Which is how a multiverse should be done. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say it right now. This is my chosen multiverse madness. And I would say a lot of people would agree that this is the way that a multiverse movie should be handled is mm-hmm. it take notes, Marvel. Right, right. Yeah, no, honestly, this has been one of those films that with 
the amount of multiversal based stories that have been introduced in the last few years, this is the one that everyone has been basically backing in. This is how you should present this type of it's story. It's so purely original, right? It's, it's yeah, it is. It's it's crazy, and it's it has all these messages. It has messages about family and love mm-hmm. and acceptance, and it's. I I genuinely think that anybody can take away like can take something away from this movie. Oh hell yeah! Anybody. Oh hell yeah! yeah. And that's like I feel like that is hard for a movie to do. Like, any person on this world could take away something from this movie. And that's, There's so many different right. messages and aspects, and oh, it's just bizarre. And that's the hallmark of a, a good really way. good story, <laughs> is that and, one that you can take anything away from, or, like, anyone can take something away from. And I was expecting, like, you know, I, I was expecting... <laughs> Evelyn is not... I can't think of a better word than... Not stoked on her daughter, because her daughter is kind of rebellious and doing her own thing. Right. And... Like, her daughter, like, gets tattoos and lives away, doesn't call her. And a big point of contention between her and her daughter is that her daughter's gay, right? And has a and girlfriend. it's not, like, your typical Asian, like, path. Like, yeah, her, right, right, her, right. Like and, her, and her father's kind of not ashamed. She says that she accepts this, but, you know, oh, your your grandfather would never accept this, so we kind of have to hide it from her. Right, she's trying so to protect her that's from That's a big the, point of contention. Yeah. So, in my mind, while I was watching this... And I kind of realized what was happening. I was like, okay, so the resolution is going to be that she accepts her daughter for who she is. And that is it, but that's also not it. Mm-hmm. She, like, accepts her at the end. She says, I'm never, like, I'm never going to love that you get tattoos. I'm never going to love that we're on a family plan on the cell phone and you never call me. I'm never going to love these things, but I, like, I'll always love you. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like accepting the flaws that people have and creating those bonds there. And so it's like accepting everything that comes with somebody. Right. You don't have to love everything, but like accepting who people are. And it was, it's just super, it works. Yeah. It, it like does. works in a, a crazy way. And I think now that we're kind of done talking about part two and into part three, which is like the epilogue, mm. I almost want to say that like you could interpret this movie as none of it even actually happening. Like, Oh, that's an interesting point. You could almost take it and see it as this woman is having like a crisis mm-hmm. in all levels. She's getting audited and all these things, and at the end of the day, she's breaks and realizes that there is so much more to life and relationships than just this. Yes, yeah. that's an interesting it, point. I I mean and. And Daniels and Daniels or Daniels, the directors, they made Swiss Army Man. Have you seen that trailer? No, but I've heard about it. The way that they definitely check out Swiss Army Man. Maybe that should be a podcast episode. Oh yeah, I'm down for that. They the way that those two directors can kind of slip in these deeper messages and like Mm -hmm. these deeper themes into a goofy overtone blanket is crazy the way it's like woven in such a way that you almost don't even realize what's happening until you're in it and mm-hmm. it hits so much harder when that happens right mm-hmm. and so i like it also leaves up a lot to be interpreted so i feel like you really could watch this movie and you really could just view it all through the lens of like it didn't really happen she just kind of had this crisis and realized what really matters in life right like it was like a mental breakdown and at like, the end of the day at the end of the break. day yeah nothing that happens is there something in the end that like made you think that i think like there was there's something that stuck out to you i guess 
No, uh, you know, not necessarily, but I think it was when I really started to like notice, like I guess the circle imagery. Mm-hmm. That was kind of when I noticed that there's all these things that kind of tied everything together. Mm-hmm. In that, like, it starts off with this like black sharpie circle highlighting a karaoke purchase mm-hmm. that they're getting audited over, and this is what's going to like ruin their entire life. But also, the everything bagel is a big black circle. And so all it to me it was almost like once I kind of saw that and then saw how it all ended and saw how they don't really reference it once it's over. It's like right. you know, it it's it's almost like, you know, so, something had to change. And there's also a point in the movie where Wayman says, You don't do you don't change anything unless you were forced to, basically. And that's why he originally gets the divorce papers. He gets the divorce papers to force her to accept that something needs to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was in their marriage. But now they're getting audited, and that's everything. Mm-hmm. And so everything is going to change. And she is at that point where if she doesn't do something, if something doesn't change, it's over. Mm-hmm. Everything is over. And so with those kind of hints, it almost made me feel like this was this audit, that black circle, which the black, everything big, whatever, that black circle was really what was her up against the wall where she needed to change something. And that's kind of where it, like clicked something triggered yeah Yeah. no i mean i could totally see that i I didn't pick up on that at the end of the movie but it's kind of interesting i don't know that that is it but it's all no i could totally see that i could totally see that being an interpretation of the movie right that makes a lot of sense yeah my uh original take on the ending was that she still has some level of access to the multiversal elements Mm -hmm. whether that from a subconscious standpoint or it's very active so that's why she was distracted by all the voices that she was hearing, because it's still there. But yeah. rather than not she but, can tap into it at the same level, that's a different story. But the dad, even before she was, like, I think, really seeing the multiverse stuff, said that she daydreams all the time. Mm. She's a daydreamer. So was that all a daydream while she was sitting there? You know what I mean? Like, oh, right. I guess you could just see it. But it is, it is a new day. Yeah. When they go back to... But, it could the be the sense of like it's the possibilities that yeah yeah. But is she actually doing all these crazy things, or was she just kind of in a roundabout way, her life or possible lives or everything that led her to this point flashing before her eyes? Right. And now she's kind of like, shit. I need to change. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with all that being said. And I know there's a lot more we could dive into this movie because almost every snippet, every scene has the potential for its own like serious discussions. But this leads to the next point of, do you think the hype is worth it? Let me say this because, or let me start this off because I was she not, in, I fought Oliver <laughs> on watching this movie. He wanted to watch it. He wanted to watch it since he saw the trailers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a A24 stan. I am too, but he is more so. Um, and I just didn't really care to watch this movie. He kept asking. Um, he even had multiple people reach out to him and be like, you need to watch this movie. And oh. I still didn't care for it. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have watched this movie had we not talked about doing it for the podcast. But Ooh. it was definitely worth the hype. It was a great movie. Right. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Oh, snap. Uh, yeah. The, I'm it's... mad I didn't watch it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you should listen to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, you know, the, the hype for this movie, at least, like, in people that I talked to mm-hmm. and, like, in, in people I hung out with, was huge. 
Like mm-hmm. it more so than m- most movies. I don't. Yeah. I don't and really feel like there's a movie where that I can think of that so many people have reached out to you about and are like, you need to watch this movie. Yeah, agreed. I really can't think I, of. I don't think one. so either. But you know, hype is like a dangerous thing, right? And and I have been burned multiple times <laughs> on getting like kind of too hyped for a movie or listening to people and getting really hyped and, and going into it and being disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I do feel pretty safe in saying that I this deserves the hype. It There is something in this movie for any viewer of movies. Mm-hmm. It, whether it's the comedy, the action, because it's amazing. We haven't talked about that, but the action is amazing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the cinematography, the soundtrack is great. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is literally it, almost every genre of movie. It is. One. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it really it's a love is. story as well. A drama, like, yeah. a sci-fi, sci-fi thriller, action, kung fu. Like it's just everything. It is. It, is. Everywhere it, it kind <laughs> of is. But I really do think that there's something here for everybody, mm-hmm. and and I, it's, I want more movies like this. Oh, and yeah. I know a lot of people right. say that. Like, and I'm not saying it needs to be multiverse movies. I'm just like so insanely creative mm-hmm. and just like pure energy mm-hmm. that this movie has you don't get that often so i'm right i am hyped that it got all the hype mm-hmm. yeah I, I i'm stoked that this movie's getting the rounds that it's getting because it deserves it right mm-hmm. so what yeah. about you did you feel like it deserves the hype? oh fuck yeah i think one <laughs> of the things that i've been recognizing when it comes down to films more and more over the years is that i question if it is a film that's worthy of being rewatched. because mm-hmm. especially in the last like i would say 10 years a lot of films are just quick one and done mm-hmm. and you don't really want to rewatch them because you get everything you need this one i'm actually going to buy and most likely rewatch it just to dive into the details because this oh, is yeah. like good quality story you could, you could 100% rewatch this and take something else away from it like oh, hell yeah there there's just so much to the movie that you could a, a co-worker of mine um that you know too i won't name drop anybody uh watched this movie before i'd seen it obviously because we mm-hmm. just watched it and yeah. said oh you need to watch this it's amazing it's all these things and and they had said that they had cried at two different times in this movie the mm-hmm. first time they watched it, they cried at a different point that they did the second time. I did almost cry at this movie. I yeah. held it back only because Taylor was here. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm getting at with that is mm-hmm. that in different viewings, you can pick up on different things, I think. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this movie could be a lot to a lot of people. It could be different things to different people. And maybe in different points of your life, it could be different things. Like, For sure. It, it's, it would be interesting to like watch this movie in 10, 20 years. Right. Like... I'm sure it'd be a different experience. And I guess that brings me to a, a, another question: Is like, do you think, do you think that there is a person that wouldn't like this movie? Do you think that what what about this movie would stop someone from liking it? They I don't, don't have a soul, right? I I honestly <laughs> think again, going back to it, I think any type of person, no matter what you're going through, no matter who you are, what age you are, can take something away from this movie, and yeah. that is. That's just insane. Like, not even just the messages in the movie, but again, going back to how many different genres it is. Right. Like, it literally is every, everything. It's, <laughs> it's everything literally everything. It maybe it's not horror, right? But the paper cut scene is definitely oh, horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it is horror, but like right. there is, there's just so much. Like, 
everybody's gonna enjoy this movie. I really think that. And or funny, something about the movie. And funny at least. Enough, I make the joke of like, you know, unless you don't have a soul, you're not gonna like enjoy this movie. But hell, even that even part, if you don't have a soul, you'll right, enjoy right, it. Because heck, it even touches upon nihilism and all that stuff too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, this is what made for anybody. Yeah, I think, I think if if there was one thing that I had to say, that I <clears throat> okay, <laughs> there's a there's a person in my life I won't name drop hmm. who doesn't really love movies that much he's looking at me yeah shannon knows who i'm talking about oh i thought you were referring to me for a second okay no i know who you're talking about now i was like and that's fine like doesn't really love movies can't relate on a lot of movies right so every time i think of this question i think of that person okay and so i think of okay if this person was to watch this movie what would they pick part of it right and the only and the only yeah. thing the only thing that I can really think of besides that it is goofy, right? It is strange, but it's so much more than that, mm-hmm. yeah. right? The only thing that I could think of is that I think this movie, because so much happens, and it's all over the place in a good way, that it feels long. It does feel like a long movie. I think. I think. I mean, it is a long movie. How long is it? Do you know exactly? Don't a, look it up. It was about two. two oh, it was over two hours. It's about two hours 20, 10, 20 minutes. How long do you think it was, Taylor? Let's see. I would say it's if it's not 150 minutes, it's definitely two hours plus two. Yeah, definitely. It's two hours and 19 minutes. So you're oh, actually Look at yeah. me! You're, I you're said not. two hours, 20 minutes. But, but because it's like, I like, I guess, and I I love it for that. Yeah. But I think because you're like, there's so many different stories and so many different jumping around again in a good way, and it's intentional just in part one and mm-hmm. then in part two you do more of it that i could see somebody being like this is long see i i guess i don't know if i agree with that because oliver can attest like when we sit down and watch a movie i'm like how long is this movie? actually she said that this time <laughs> i yeah, actually did, did. Say this so right before the movie started like, yeah. i really how long is this movie if a movie is over two hours you you've lost me i like usually don't like watching movies over two hours i don't know what it is but I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel like this felt that long. Right. At least for me, and maybe it's because I just uh, enjoyed just, it I'm so like, much. I'm, I guess I'm more so projecting. I think no. that if you yeah. if you aren't bought in to what it is before the like emotional revelations, mm-hmm. I could see you feeling like it's long. Yeah. Not like it's boring, because it's not. No I don't think anyone could say that. But it it just so much is happening that I feel like somebody that is not invested in it right off the get could feel like it's long. Again, I don't think that's right, but if that was the one thing that I had to hone in on... But I also think, like, because it is so many different things that even this person that you're referring to, like, say it was just dildos and butt plugs being shoved up people's butts to, like, draw some other skill, like... They probably wouldn't like it, but then you have the action part of it, which mm. this person does like action, so maybe they would be... You in- know who I'm talking about? Yes, I do know who <laughs> you're talking about. So maybe this person would enjoy it and look past the butt plugs and dildos and whatever. Like, th- there is so much to this yeah. movie that even if somebody didn't like like it right off the bat, that they would end up getting sucked in at and certain then when points the of the movie. when the emotional stuff hits, I think that would right uh, i i agree i'm more so just trying to think of something that maybe this person like. wouldn't give it like 
a five star or something, but I still think that they would probably take something away from it and enjoy it a little yeah, bit. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think uh, one of the the major achievements that this movie has been able to fulfill is the fact that its pacing is so damn strong because it's dealing with so many different elements at the same time, and that's what's making it so that even though it is a long movie, it is able to juggle all the different just elements that it's trying to maintain effectively and especially in the second part where it allows that space for that emotional resonance and those uh just various conflicts to actually get resolved is great yeah it get, it has it understands I, when it needs to slow down i can't imagine the work that went into this movie mm-hmm. i there's so whoever came up with this idea is wasn't just... it written in Directed a by Daniel. Genius. Like, oh, well, it was also produced. And then the Russo yeah, the Russo brothers are involved. Part of yeah. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is genius. It really, it really is genius. Is. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, just on a technical level, there is a scene. This is like where my mind goes watching movies. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where um, Evelyn is having this revelation where she's like kind of touching every version of herself, and it flashes through hundreds of images all aligned where her face is transforming into like all mm-hmm. these different versions of herself and the thing where my nutty brain goes is that those images exist someone took every single one of those images and it has to flash through a thousand yeah and mm-hmm. in, in like a feet in a minute mm-hmm. and i just to create a whole image that is not going to really be seen but is going to kind of be processed by somebody that's crazy right. and there's a ton of i mean there's a scene where um you know, Wayman in the scene where he's beating up all those guards with the fanny pack, where he like swings the fanny pack across the ground and the camera rolls with the fanny pack across the ground like mm-hmm. as it drags. They didn't have to do that, but they did. And there's so many there's cool so many, scenes yeah. like that where it's like you can tell that they are having fun with it and they're doing all these cool weird things with the camera and, mm-hmm. and it, it just blows my mind because it's so crazy creative, but it pays off. Right. And I guess like what's up what's up (laughs) i was just trying to gather my thoughts one thing about this movie is there is so much going on like just messages and action and whatever that you kind of don't really realize all those things that you're pointing out right like you don't really see that it's it's there but it's just kind of like it's not showing for the case of being shown exactly so it is kind of like interesting to listen to you say that because I didn't really pick up on those things Yeah. because I was just like, oh my god, there's so much going on in this movie. But that presents an interesting question. Was there any point during the film that you felt it was too jarring? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But sitting down and talking about it, it is kind of like it is kind of a bummer that I missed out on those things that you're like talking about, like where the camera is rolling or like all those images flashing by. Like, I guess Mm -hmm. I didn't really think about that. I didn't really... It's just where my, like, brain but it, goes. It right? is cool because it's not, like, an in-your-face, like, oh, look how cool we are. Even, right? I mean, <laughs> even the way that they show how joy can phase through realities is she has her head at, like, a 45-degree angle, and then with the sound of a clock, it clicks, and in each click as of her head going back to 90 degrees, it changes reality. <laughs> I didn't reality. even see that. Um, and I guess that, that's another thing that it, makes this it, rewatchable, is, like, now you're and saying this, and, and the only thing I can think of is the blocking that has to go into doing that, like, mm-hmm. the set pieces, the filming, the camera has to be at the exact same angle, and all these different technical things that go into pulling that off. And they didn't need to. Right. They don't need to do that. It mm-hmm. would have still been fine, but for 
people like me, I guess, or anybody, really, it it, it pays off because it's just so impressive. It just reminds me of that meme where it's like, it's good, but could it be better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. And it, re- and it really is. And no, I don't think it's too dry. I, no. I think there, I don't know that the humor would hit for everybody, maybe, but it, there yeah. is humor in it that will hit for people because it's it just... It doesn't hit, and they're just not funny. They just don't have a sense of humor. They don't have a sense of humor. Right, right. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, I think it's a good point for us to dive into ratings because I think we've dived yeah, into... Yeah, I'm trying to think like if there's any other points I want to bring up before we close out for ratings, but I... It's There's just, just so, so much. much. You yeah. can go on for hours and hours and hours. And I probably will rewatch this movie tonight because now that Oliver's bringing up other things, I'm like, right. now nah, I want to rewatch it. Yeah, you'll rewatch it tonight. I would actually. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go buy it and like, like rewatch <laughs> it. Later. Well, that seems to be high enough praise in itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, out of five, I would give it a five star. Five stars. Five stars. Scamp. Yeah. Top shelf, golden. Yeah. Give that shit an award. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's a, ma- it's a masterpiece. I'm for sure. bummed that I didn't watch it sooner. I'm glad that we all watched it together, oh, yeah, though. So I'm yeah. like that part. I'm happy about, but all, I am kind of bummed that we didn't watch it. All of the faithful earlier. viewers take this as a reminder that Shannon needs to listen to all of them more. Yeah. <laughs> you also made me watch The Lighthouse, and I fucking hated that movie. Well, we'll talk about that in the podcast. <laughs> yes. At a later date. Yes. So he explains to you why it's such yeah. a good movie. <laughs> well, I guess that being said, that kind of wraps us all up. We, If it's not obvious, we mm-hmm. love this movie. We'll yeah. watch it yeah. again tonight. I would definitely recommend checking it out. It mm-hmm. is a five-star movie. I don't care and who you are, even if you're that person that Oliver was referring to earlier. And <laughs> even if you've listened to this whole podcast mm-hmm. and you haven't seen it, I think you should still go watch it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It has enough there that we haven't talked about for yeah. you to still watch even it. Even with us spoiling it you're still gonna get something out of it it's still gonna be enjoyable it's gonna be rewatchable yeah the experience in itself is five stars worth it yeah (laughs) yeah exactly well with that being said what is the drink counter at i don't even know at this point Uh, (laughs) we ate brunch yeah watched this movie drank mimosas while we were eating brunch and watching the movie and then sat at the table and continued drinking mimosas i know i've had at least three i've had like five i think i might be a I think you might be a four, Oliver. Yeah. Somehow, she's always leading the pack when it comes down to drinks. I know how to drink. Apparently, I I know how to... No, you do. And I know know how how to to play Pong, apparently. Okay. Sorry. That was not... Related at all. Related to this podcast. Just know that Shannon's a beer Pong champion, so uh, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Legendary. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been Cinema Hangover Podcast. This is Taylor. And this is Shannon. All right, we'll catch y'all later. Cheers. Hey, everyone. If you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias. Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.